Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. <laughs> All right. How are we feeling on this election eve? Uh, Give me a call. Let me know what your uh, what your emotions, what your range of emotions are this evening. I uh, I wish that I had been able to put uh, more time into uh, doing a lot more work. I went door knocking. I've written postcards and done some phone banking. But uh, with a lot of things uh, getting in uh, sort of overwhelming in these last few weeks, I haven't. I can't say that I left it all on the table. I'll be out tomorrow helping some campaigns. I was out yesterday uh, helping uh, some campaigns over at Seltzer Library, and I will tell you, it was. Busy yesterday at Salzer Library over in uh, Library over. Did I say Library? God, I haven't said that since I was a kid. Uh, I was over there yesterday afternoon. First, it was beautiful out. There were a lot of folks coming in. A lot of folks energized and excited to be voting. A lot of people bringing their kids with them, uh, which was something I used to do when the boys were little. I would take them with me for uh, voting, and uh, it was it was always very exciting. I used to go with my parents when they would vote. I used to go door knocking with my my dad, who was a precinct captain, um, not a Democrat uh, precinct captain, but nonetheless, uh, you know, I still have that um, those memories of getting out and talking to people about elections. And yesterday, uh, for the most part, people were very nice. Some people didn't don't want to have that last piece of uh, campaign literature. You know, they've already shown up. A lot of people have either already filled out their ballots or they have made up their minds, and that's great. But there were people that still wanted to be informed about some campaigns. And when you're out there campaigning for someone, you'd take your chances and say, hey, my friend is running to be Supreme Court justice or my friend is running to be uh, on the water reclamation and things like that is how I usually uh, please keep my friend in mind. And um, but there was one guy who rounded the corner. And, and there are sometimes if you've done this enough times, whether it's, uh, you know, just trying to hand out something to strangers, a promotional thing. I've been doing this since I was in my 20s as well. I, in my 20s, I used to uh, work for various uh, companies like the, whether it was a Chicago Tribune or uh, you know, some group that wanted to get their information out there. It is not easy to stand outside and uh, cold talk people, right? There's cold calling and then there's cold talking to uh, people just making their way somewhere. Um, but I would say most people were, you know, if they didn't want to talk, they would just didn't make eye contact or say they would say, no, thank you. And sometimes you get people. And I only got one yesterday who was really aggressive. And now that I think about it, I think I only had one when I was working the primary back in June. But this guy came around the corner, and you can kind of tell sometimes by the way someone's walking that uh, you're taking a chance at engaging them. And I had uh, I, I like to use a little speaker, uh, a little radio, and play some folk music or just some tunes while it's when it's you know not busy. And uh, this guy came sort of swaggering toward me, and I was like, "Hi, my friend." He's like, "Ah, she's a communist." Like before I even said who I was campaigning for, and he just kept walking by me, and I was like, "Woof!" That, I mean, I go, uh, uh, she's not. Uh, she doesn't take any corporate money, if that's what you mean. And and uh, he just kept made his way to the door where he realized the line was rather long. And he just kind of shrugged and came back toward me. And I go, hey, can I, can I ask you something? Uh, can I ask, you know, I just, um, 
I was just going to give you some information about a candidate. And before I even said who they were, you just said they were a communist. And he said he heard the song I was playing on the radio and he heard the word San Francisco and he figured it was some sort of messaging. He's like, don't get me wrong. It's a good song. As you know, I don't have a great uh, knowledge of music. I can't tell you what song it was, but apparently hearing the word San Francisco literally triggered this guy, figured it was some, you know, LGBTQ plus candidate, whatever. He didn't want to hear about it. Uh, and I said, but, you know, why did you just yell at me without, I mean, if you don't want anything, just keep moving. You don't have to be jerky about it. And uh, and he started talking to me. He started talking about liberals and socialists and communists. And I was like, you know that, like, none of that is true. And then he starts pulling up these images, really grotesque uh, images. Uh, he said, you know, there, do you know about that body that was dismembered on the on the southwest side last week? And I was like, I, I don't know what you're, what, are you saying that the media is not covering something? And and then he showed me like a, he searched a, a why. This this was why I should also not try to re-engage with somebody who just yelled at me. But I like, it's like when you're a kid and you, you see that, that fan blade, you know, and you just think... If I could just stick my finger, like, I wonder if I could just stick my finger and, like, pull it back really fast and maybe I won't get hurt. Oh, nope. I got, uh, I got stung. This guy's showing me these horrible images, a decapitated dog, all this. But the thing about the, the image of the dog head on the ground was like, I was like, that doesn't even look real. So I reached out to a police officer that, because I asked this guy, I'm like, are you, are you on, are you on the job? Are you a cop? And he goes, uh, I, I'd rather not talk about it. And I was like, uh, so I mentioned my friend's, uh, name who was with the police department. He was like, oh, you know him? All right. Then maybe you're okay. Whatever. So I called that friend and I said, can I ask you about this story this guy was sharing? And he goes, yeah, that's all BS. None of that happened. I was like, can you? But I, I can't with people. I just, it's so strange. It's like, then just, again, like I said, if you don't want somebody who's campaigning for a candidate to talk to you, just say, no, thank you. The easiest thing is to say, just no, thank you. Right. Because you know what I say? No worries. Or thank you for coming out and voting. Have a great day. I am cheerful regardless. Um, but maybe that's from 27 years of being in show business. Let's get to Jasmine first, Jasmine. Okay, Jasmine, are we doing a therapy session? Uh, maybe. Okay, take a deep breath. Okay, now, you remember what I told you when Trump won. I said it was going to be bad, remember? Back in 2016. Oh, yeah. But I said that, that I don't think I ever thought it would get near like to the point where we're at now. I know, I know. A lot of horrible things happened. Obviously, the pandemic was horrible. Um, I, 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 I am hopeful that there are going to be a lot of young people who are not being captured by polling. I'm hopeful that there are people of all ages who are not responding to polls who will show up in droves. From the numbers, I said, look, I was in an area that was clearly a more progressive neighborhood in Lincoln Square, and people were energized, and, and that's kind of in the heart of, you know, where they reflect a lot of the same things we believe in. I don't know what it's like up in, you know, rural parts of Illinois or up in Wisconsin. We're going to check in with our friend Kirk Bankstead uh, to see how things are going, but uh, how are you feeling today? Uh pretty good i just you know got home uh did a little shopping downtown um and uh you know i'm uh, i did my vote over the weekend uh-huh. so i just you know vote i you know our strategy in, in in the family is just vote blue all the way down and hope something good comes out of it but i'm i'm really i'm really hoping that i i feel i feel pretty confident that democrats have the female vote at least uh, I hope I'm, so. I hope I'm, so. I'm, I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic. I guess is a good way to put it. Sure. 
especially now that we know Republicans will go to all kinds of filthy tactics, tactics if it means they'll, they'll win. They're like the Astros, but of politics. <laughs> Interesting way to put it, I would imagine, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, there's, it's out of our hands. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's a lot going on nationwide. And I, I think that uh, some folks have been tricked and lied to and manipulated and they're falling for it. But hopefully those who are engaged and registered to vote or have the opportunity to register to vote even today and tomorrow will continue to uh, show up. Um, and I did want to I do want to uh, give a. Some props to whoever the judge was at our at the polling place I went to uh-huh. over the weekend because uh, they actually I, I I like I've noticed that I prefer early voting just for the fact that they actually know how to get the audio machine set up for me. But the people at the at our uh, you know election day polling place half the time they don't know what they're doing, and last time someone had to read it to me, so I'm I I don't know the like the name of this place, but whoever was the judge for our early voting place, uh, thank you for knowing what you're doing. It, it always makes me feel a little better. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that and I, I talked to a uh, judge of elections yesterday at the super site down there by the former state of Illinois building. And uh, and it was crowded down there, too. I went down there first, but it was too hard to campaign for folks because of the way it's laid out. It's right on a corner. So you've got a lot of blind spots for which direction people are coming. Uh, but, yeah, I, I have to agree. Like the, It seemed like the folks who were working the elections were uh, engaged and uh, happy to be there and uh, committed to doing their civic duty, which is always a great thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, 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 good, to, it's good to know that voting, at least here, is, at least in Chicago, is uh, safe and secure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll be on, you know. Uh, and I do have some great. Yes, go ahead. I have some quick uh, sailing news to share. Hey, hey. lay it on us. I, I, uh, I might be uh, doing a regatta in Florida next month in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. That's a lot of fun. Yes, so I'll make sure to let you know what happens. Um, I'm not even sure if if it's uh, still going on because of the aftermath of the hurricane. Right. My my skipper for that race hasn't told me if anything's changed. So at the moment, I'm uh, still planning to go and race in Florida. That's fantastic. So how would you, you, would you be traveling with somebody or are you traveling down there by yourself? All solo. Did I tell you I did a race in, uh, on the East Coast as yeah. well? Yes, you, you did tell us about that. It's amazing. Yeah, I went I went solo for that one, and uh, probably going to do the same again. Oh, it's exciting! And, Congratulations! Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 hair is so. It's I didn't realize how big it was. Yeah. Before I had to navigate it by myself. Oh, especially uh, especially if you had to fly out of uh, Terminal C, which is the uh, terminal for United Airlines. It's like the you have to go through that bottom walkway. That makes it's a little it's a little rough, but I'm excited for you. That's wonderful, Jasmine. Um, and you know, you're you're. Uh, but also, how is your uh, your is is your son out of the hospital? I don't he, know. If he say that on the radio. It's okay. I, I haven't done a lot of updates for various reasons on Declan. I'll try to do a video soon. But uh, Declan is home, and uh, there's a possibility. There was some talk about how he might have to be uh, he might have to be readmitted. But we're hoping we're hopeful today because the therapist that he was working with was able to help him extend his legs. The problem is that. Uh, 
he's he's just not able to straighten his legs and then put weight on them the way he normally would. It's kind of got him hunched over. Um, so there's been some frustrations and some setbacks, and uh, it's been a little hard. And then uh, one of my very good friends passed away a couple weeks ago. So I sort of have been a little overwhelmed with uh, a lot of things. So I'm just working on it, just working through it. Keep my head down and keep working. Yeah. I'm glad it seems like things are at least looking like they're going a little better. Yes. And again, you guys are always welcome to join me in the water when, when next yes. summer hits. And I, now I have friends with big boats. So awesome. More options. There you go. I love it. Thank you, Jasmine. All right. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Take care. Be well. And we'll see deep breathing. <laughs> Let's take a break here. I'll get to Jim and Dave. We're on hold. 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join our conversation. You can call that number as well as text 773-763-WCPT if you'd rather do it that way. More after this on Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez, sponsored by Minocqua Brewing. We're going to check in with Kirk Banks in just a little bit. I've really got to turn off that. Uh, I don't know how to get rid of that alert. I don't know. what Lady B just texted me, and it's like it sounds like we're starting a piano orchestra over here. Uh, yes, but Kirk Bankstead is going to join us at 5.30. And at 5.45, Mount Marge Halpern from Indivisible Chicago will join us to talk about phone banking to get out the vote in Wisconsin and other places. More in a moment on the Heartland Signal. Tonight on Democracy Now! With the midterms one day away, we look at Pennsylvania congressional candidate Summer Lee, a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. She faces two big challenges. The American-Israel Public Affairs Committee is pouring millions into the race to defeat her. Plus, the name of her opponent is confusing voters, Mike Doyle. That's the same name as the district's popular current Democratic Congress member who's retiring. All those stories and more tonight at 11 on WCPT 820. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. Express vote. Gosh darn it. Hey, Jim, how are you doing, my friend? Conrad Patty, uh, nice talking to you. I, I, what I wanted to say was today, uh, you know, all the uh, AP news is they're going to check the addresses and signatures on all the ballots, mm-hmm. and the Republicans have been screaming for two years about the integrity of the election. 
And what I want to know, is this a hanging chad thing like down in Florida where those grown people couldn't figure out what was a real vote, what wasn't a vote, how preposterous that was? Now, who are the people who had checked these addresses and signatures on these millions and millions yeah. and millions? Exactly. Uh, and now they're all like... Who's going to do it, Patty? Who do you yeah. think will do it, Patty? Yeah. you think will be on the square or what? you think will be on the square, really? Well, and all of a sudden, these folks are going to be uh, handwriting ex- experts. Oh, they didn't see they're how... Gonna be, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're going to bring them in from the hinterland, you know, these are... Uh, you know, and they're going to sit they're sitting around and say, ooh. Well, first of all, are they going to open the ballot and look and see who it's for and then decide what the signature looks like? Yeah. I mean, this is going on all day with this this nonsense. Thing. How they're going to do that. You know, it's insane. Yeah, it really I is. Can't believe that we, I can't believe America is at this point where we can't even hold an election. No, I know. And I, by the way, you remind me of something uh, as far as like all these this nonsense and lies out there and uh, oh, oh, trying to uh, over analyze or over uh, scrutinize folks who just want to vote. We're going to start a new segment next week. Uh, my friend KB Marion, she's a comedian. We're going to start a new segment called That's Not What's Happening. <laughs> so, basically, well, any, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I mean, absolutely. In this day and age, you've got nitwits. Uh, they have their podcast, they're complete nitwits, and they have millions of viewers. How they get these people, I, I have no idea. I know. But we can't figure out a way to vote. You should be able to go and press a button somewhere in a drugstore and, 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 yes. and, and do it. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need millions of people looking at signatures like we're mental cases. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, this is too much. But anyway, Joan seemed very optimistic. I, I, that, that, that buoyed me up a little bit. And, uh, I, I, try, I just hope that we... I, I don't... I, I'm not able to get as optimistic. I did just watch a video of me and Declan and Steve uh, on this date in 2020 uh, when Biden won. And I believe it was this date uh, two years ago. And uh, so it was kind of... It was exciting because I, I, we didn't... You know, we were cautiously optimistic. But I was optimistic uh, in 2016 with Hillary and things didn't work out so it's hard for me to get excited I'm just uh well the Russians through the there was the Russians through that one that was what my yep. I couldn't believe it I was I was absolutely floored I couldn't believe it you know but the Russians the one that swung that for him yep you know anyway uh but but can you imagine this though? They take all day long. They're going to check the address, and they're going to check the address. They're going to check the, the, the signature. Don't check the signature. Don't check the color of the bill. Don't check the outside of the bill. I mean, who's going to do this? I know. Who's going to sit there and, and tediously go through millions and millions of? It's insane. Anyway, Patty, I don't know. I've got my fingers crossed. Of course, we all do. And yep. Thanks for taking my call, dear. Thank of course. You. Thanks, Jim and Dave and Hoffman Estates. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Patty. Hey, I got a question on like electioneering. Yes. Now, isn't it like about fifty feet or so? You're not supposed to have a, a, a campaign signs. Right, the campaign signs and the people that are doing the campaigning. I don't, I don't know what the rules are for like wearing uh, campaign material. Like you're not like you're also not supposed to wear like the logos and things like that either. Why exactly. Do, why, that was my next question because I ran into that too in the last presidential election, the last two. Right. And they were wearing. that I said, how can you be wearing that? Right. And you tell them to cover it up because that, what's the difference if you did that or carried a sign in? Right. Well, it's also it feel, it's also intimida- intimidation too when you know people are kind of uh, in your face with campaign material inside the voting location. Right. Yep. Right. Because yeah, like I brought it up, you know, like um, like I said, 
told a long time ago, you may not be able to fight City Hall, but you can take a crap on the steps. It wasn't exactly the word crap. <laughs> And make a stink, you know. So, I mean, you know, for people going tomorrow, if you see them with the thing, why not at least uh, get those election judges working on that, you know? Well, as far as yeah, paying attention to folks that either are well, and, and it's it's interesting. Every location has a different. Um, Sort of where the blue cones go, which is where the campaigners can, the electioneers cannot go inside of, like the library on uh, on Elston near Irving. There, theirs is right at the door. So you, I mean, that was where they had it set up because the entrance to the room where people were voting was farther inside the building. So they measured from that door rather than the exterior door. And then you'll have other places that are like, no, it's from the door, no matter where. It's it's all very strange. Like I remember one time when. I was campaigning uh, when I ran. Uh, there was Coletti's over here on Elston, and the blue cone was right outside the door. And they, it's just, it's all very different. And again, folks, if you're out there and you're annoyed by people who are campaigning, first of all, some of them are volunteers. Some people are, are paid to be there. They're, it's, it's all part of it. Take a deep breath. Just say no, thank you if you don't want to. There's no reason to yell at them. Or to, I had one woman yelling at me because I was dancing. I was trying to keep my energy up, and she said that if she had it to do over again, she would. And vote for my candidate. Uh, it's just, it was, you know, come on, folks, take it, take yeah. it down a notch. Yeah, well, the um, like you mentioned on ours, there was a blue line, uh, you know, a blue paper line, you know, was from the door at our at the village hall where we voted. Oh, yeah, did not. Right. It could be worse. You could have these uh, meetings out there with guns and stuff hanging over, like that, that last time in um, where was it, Kentucky or one of the southern states that time. Or Michigan, maybe it was where they had the guns, you know, strapped, you know, just beyond that line. Yep. Yeah, I got into a big, I got into a big uh, face-off with another campaign. God, whose campaign was it? Oh yeah, it was Joe Dupulshin. And Joe and I are Joe and I are in really good terms, right? Uh, but Joe had some really uh, just you know kind of old school guys out there who were aggressive. Uh, and I remember I had my husband on my Bluetooth. Like, we were going at it. Like, we were yelling at each other because they were going inside the blue lo- blue cones. Uh, that was Joe's, uh, just his folks from his campaign. And then another guy, they were all going inside the cones, and I couldn't go inside because you don't want a picture of the candidate, you know, going inside. And they kept moving it closer and closer. So I, they, and you know what they told me? They were like, ah, the judge of election said we could do this, that this counts or whatever. So I, I was like, oh, really? Okay. Because I'm that girl. And I went inside, and I asked the judge of elections. I'm like, did you tell these guys? That they could go that the that the blue cones were arbitrary and not necessarily where the the line uh, you know, they couldn't cross and she was like what and she went out there and they hated me so much Dave uh, but here was the thing was that she said you guys got to stay outside the blue cones and then she looked at it and I said look this are you sure this is measured right and she came back she measured it and she moved them in so we could all be closer to where people were coming in and it was better for everyone and they didn't care they hated me. <laughs> Unbelievable! I know it's it's rough if I, out there. Put you on a real a real bind. If he, if everybody's voting blue, does that mean your guy Pogo is going to get voted by him? I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I didn't catch that. What was that? Like you know, some some of the friends and listeners say that you know I went straight blue. I went straight blue. I, I know. Straight blue does that. 
Yeah. So, so for, I am encouraging folks. Uh, I was out campaigning for Tennille Jackson, who is the Green Party candidate for the MWRD. I will not vote for Daniel Polachewski. And, and it's funny because I was out and uh, look, I, I'm um, I'm new to this experience of people knowing uh, or ta- of, that, of, of talking about my brother who was murdered by John Wayne Gacy. And uh, and I was clumsy yesterday. I was outside of uh, outside of uh, Selzer Library and uh, somebody asked me who I was campaigning for. And, you know, as a Democrat. Democrat. Look, the Green Party uh, embraces the same values that we do. They just do it without corporate funding. Uh, sometimes we do get frustrated, you know, with Green Party candidates who draw uh, from candidates who we align with and know can run. But this or win in this case, it is a, a position that um, that the this guy, Daniel Polachewski, is not qualified for. And I know that for a fact. And not just because he showed up in my friend's wake handing out campaign material and not just because he uses the same nickname on the ballot and on lawn signs, the same nickname that serial killer John Wayne Gacy used. And this guy was like, did it ever occur to you that maybe it's because it's the first four letters in his na- of his name? And I said, you know what? Uh, the fact that he works so closely with Robert Martwick, whose dad made John Wayne Gacy a precinct captain, which gave Gacy a get-out-of-jail-free card, pretty much, and cops wouldn't uh, work do anything about when they were being called about altercations and things like that because they're like, I don't want to deal with the paperwork. Uh, it's not just that. Um, and I also said, by the way, when when uh, Dan Polachewski was asked about his nickname, you know what he said? He said that no one's going to remember that Casey used the name Pogo. Well, guess what? I do. Anyway, I was a little clumsy outside of the... I was really uh, upset. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you didn't expect that reaction, did you? Anyway, Patty, have our future voters for tomorrow or whatever, uh, just kind of, you know, make those... Uh, than judges to work a little bit if somebody comes in with a button on or something for the yeah be, be w- aware yeah. yeah yeah just let, you know you can always so, let the judge know hey if someone's wearing if you, if you want to be be that person uh, I, you know give it you're right gives them something to do yeah, what they're gonna do exactly no. thanks hey, let me clear yeah. you get to some other yeah. caller or whatever. I gotta get the traffic thanks Dave right, well, good luck for All us right. tomorrow absolutely Bye-bye. thank you bye let's take a break here we'll be back with Kirk Bangstead in just a moment on WCPT 820 sponsored by Monaco Brewing driving it home with me Patty Vasquez this is WCPT 820 where you can hear the Stephanie Miller show every weekday 8 to 11 a.m. because facts matter WCPT 820 Chicago's progressive talk where facts matter Hi, this is Kirk Bangstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Armanetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at ANS Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. And joining us right now on the line is Kirk Banks at Minocqua Brewing, our sponsor for Driving It Home. Hey, Kirk, uh, you want to you want to talk about uh, Illinoisans trying to get as as energized as possible to help Wisconsinites get out of their houses or at least get their ballots in? Uh, how are you feeling today with? Uh, Oh man! Well, I, I we've been over here. We've been uh, putting together lots of social media posts to try to energize volunteers and try to energize voters. Uh, we're we're delivering beer. 
to pe- not to voters, but to volunteers. Sure, sure. Uh, we uh, we're, we're we're throwing some Evers ale to the election party tomorrow for Governor Evers. It's 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 there's a lot of stuff going on here, but but we're also we're you know our Facebook page is about seventy thousand followers, and a lot of folks in Illinois uh, follow the Facebook page, and so we're basically turning our Facebook page into a you know a if, if any if anything is useful to help get out the vote in Wisconsin, we'll we'll post it. And so we got something this morning that we loved. And uh, it was something about indivisible Chicago or indivisible Illinois uh, working with this group that's called Gaslight. Don't gaslight me or something like that, which I think is wonderful. And uh, they're working together and they're making phone calls for Mandela Barnes and, and Governor Evers in Illinois to help get the vote out in Wisconsin. And I, I that, that warmed my heart because it uh, it tells me that this is not just you know, everybody understands the importance of Wisconsin staying blue, uh, even even you guys. So it really uh, it really warmed my heart to hear that. I agree. And there, there were actually uh, there were caravans. I know Indivisible Chicago and I believe Kane County Dems, Lake County Dems. They did caravans to Wisconsin, Kenosha and Milwaukee to do uh, canvassing, to do some door knocking and get out the vote. So, yeah, there's a lot of folks that are, are uh, getting as engaged as they can as possible with uh, with our neighbors to the north. Uh, and so uh, we're we are enthusiastic uh, and cautiously optimistic is how I'm feeling. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be more. Yeah. So. So I, th- I think I think you you're allowed to be cautiously optimistic. Unfortunately, um, you know, social media is not not real life, and there's a lot of aggression and a lot of uh, it's like it's like this masculine we're going to kick your butt type of stuff coming from the right, which which nobody loves, you know, and it always makes you feel like oh my gosh, they're so much more aggressive, you know. But I I don't think that's the case. I mean, the polls in Wisconsin show both Governor Evers and uh, the Senate race with Mandela and Ron Johnson are are basically tied. But those polls, you can't do polls these days and get young people in them uh, because <laughs> young people don't answer their phones and they're not going to spend 45 minutes with somebody asking them questions unless they get a big old paycheck out of it. So, yep. so I'm seeing, we're seeing huge lines, early voting lines at all the colleges uh, right now. And those people aren't getting counted. I don't think by the polls. And I think, uh, you know, there's, you can't, you can't pull all women, right? I mean, and, and there's so many women that are just white, hot, angry, uh, about about becoming second class citizens in Wisconsin, uh, losing their right to choose. So, so I'm cautiously optimistic, but holy cow, I'm still I'm still feeling sick to my stomach because it's, yeah. it's there's just too much on the line. There's this is, too much on the line tomorrow. Yeah, this is the worst roller coaster I've ever been on. Really, I mean, the emotional yeah. ups and downs. I'm just like, I just want to. I have motion sickness, and uh, and I I'm, I agree. And to your point about polling, I heard some uh, somebody say that it would take pollsters about two hours to get one full questionnaire filled out with the, a rate at which it's only like six percent of people actually respond to any of those polls anymore, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I wish I wish we got rid of the whole thing altogether. They say that polls are really accurate when it's super polar, like 80-20. But when it's 50-50, they're all over the map because you just don't have enough of a sample size. So, you know, I hate the fact that we have these polls that are giving us giving us too much confidence, get, kind of tampening down the vote, oh, we're not going to win. In certain areas, it's, it's just people need to stop really listening to them and they need to vote with their hearts and vote with their feet. 
Absolutely. Sure. Uh, it is. Uh, you look, there are so many issues that we are grappling with on our ba- on our ballots. We have a referendum for voters rights, which basically enshrines the right to collective bargaining and workman's comp and all the things that the, that workers need in order to really solidify and incre- expand the middle class. Uh, are there, What are some of the things on the Wisconsin ballot, aside from obviously the top uh, headline with the, the governor and uh, Mandela Barnes's race? Um, you know, to tell you the truth, you're, you're not talking to the right guy. I've been focused on these two these That's two races. Fair enough. I, I think. I mean, I think what's what's on the ballot though that the New York Times just wrote about Reed Epstein, um, and also like there's been the magazine, New York Times Magazine. There's been two huge articles about Wisconsin last week, and the thing that I don't think a lot of people know nationally, well, now they do with the New York Times, is that that if we lose a few assembly races and one Senate race in the state level, uh, the Republicans will have the super majority in our state legislature and will be able to overrule uh, Governor Evers, even if he wins. Um, and that's that's scary because yes. uh, we've been gerryman- we've been gerrymandered so much that, you know, e- Evers won by 20,000 votes. Uh, four years ago, Biden won by 20,000 votes four years ago. We've got about a 20,000 vote majority in Wisconsin for Democrats when everybody goes and votes. But yet we've we've almost lost. We, we almost might not hit a third of the seats in the Senate and the Assembly because they've gerrymandered us so badly. Uh, so that that means that even if we lose these seats and Evers wins, they can override his veto and pass basically pass laws that say they will not. Uh, respect the outcome of election or the, they, they say the legislature who is now run by Republicans will take over the election right. and will have the right to validate or invalidate those elections. Guess what they probably will do if the elections don't go their way. This is the thing. Something was something was a myth. You know, we're not going to validate this election and we're going to maybe spend a year kind of just studying it or something. And that will stop somebody from taking off to stop a democratic president from getting electoral votes per se two years from now i mean this is how crazy things have gotten in wisconsin we're no longer a democracy we will definitely not be a democracy if evers uh, doesn't win tomorrow and uh, uh. and we don't have a veto-proof majority uh or they get a veto-proof majority in the, in the house in the senate you just i just we just we're, we're climbing up another hill you made me nauseous again on this roller coaster <laughs> i know right well, because here's the thing: it's, I, I can't, it's, it's life. It's yeah. really life or death up here, and I mean, it's, I mean, it's not life or death, but it's like it is so cataclysmic. But but it's so hard to convince people of this because don't so few people kind of look down that road, you know, two years from now if something like this happens. I'm you so know? I'm so glad I'm going home to a Biden brew tonight. <laughs> Biden beer. Because <laughs> um, here's the thing: I, I can't imagine. I was I was having a conversation with a, a judge who um, we were having a couple beers, and she was telling me like she doesn't think that Democrats just like the, the solution was never to be as cold hearted, bloodthirsty, and nasty as Republicans. Because I can't imagine hating the politics of another American so much. I would want to completely disenfranchise them and put put other people in a position where their lives were at risk where their voices were suppressed. I just don't, I don't have that in me. I, I work more towards trying to talk to people. I don't have the patience as much anymore to deal with the crap. Uh, but I certainly don't think that their voices should be suppressed. I don't think that they should be eliminated. And yet that seems like what the conservative MAGA party wants to do these days, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it's 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 just ferocious, you know, on Twitter, which we're going to leave in two weeks because Elon Musk said vote for Republicans today. We're going to leave did. it all together. The yeah. Monaco Brewing Company will leave it all together. But but that it's that that forum has become ferocious, ferociously uh, aggressive and hateful. And that's you know, did you did you just read that thing that the uh, attorney general's race in Michigan, the the Republican running for attorney general said he's going to imprison the Democrat if he wins. Right. Yeah, this is what it's coming to. I I mean, this is what it's coming to. It's going to be political violence. We've already seen it. Like if if, and and if Pelosi didn't wake if Pelosi's attack didn't wake didn't wake up the Republican Party, then nothing will. No, I mean, this is a political attack trying to kill somebody because of their politics. Yes. Yeah. We're we're over the edge already. We just got to we got to claw it back. Well, let's let's take a break here. We're going to talk to uh, Marge Halpern from uh, Indivisible Chicago. Uh, she is uh, phone banking right now, and I know that you wanted to check in with them and see uh, how things are going. Again, we're going to talk to uh, Marge Halpern, who's with Indivisible Chicago Alliance. She's the vice chair, and uh, we'll talk to her in just a moment. We're on the line right now with the sponsor of Driving It Home, Patty Vasquez, Kirk Bankstead from Manaqua Brewery. You can, uh, if you go online on uh, our Facebook live stream, you can see our banner with all of your lovely choices. Uh, my favorites are the uh, the Kamala Stout. And and uh, the Biden. Well, there's so many of them. The, oh, my God. The choice Seltzer. OK, I can't. Now I'm thirsty. Thanks, Kirk. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back with Kirk Banks and Marge Halpern in just a moment on Driving at Home on the Heartland Signal. WCPT 820. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are heading into the home stretch, not just for the show, but of course, it is election eve. And on the phone with me right now is Kirk Bankstead. He wanted to check in with Marge Halpern, who is with Indivisible Alliance Chicago. Marge, Kirk, Kirk, Marge. Hello. How are you doing, Marge? Hi, Kirk. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for the special request. We appreciate that. Yep. Kirk, go ahead. What do you want to know? Well, I, I'm so excited. I, uh, some, we've been, I've been turning my Facebook page into a, a relayer of get out the vote information uh, for Wisconsinites. And somebody from Milwaukee sent me this, uh, this flyer uh, with, a, uh, with a kind of a message saying, tune in to listen to Mandela Barnes give a pep talk to all the phone bankers from indivisible Illinois or Chicago or the Alliance uh, who are making calls in Wisconsin. And my heart was just completely warmed by the fact that we got folks in Chicago that are trying to get the vote out in Wisconsin. So I just wanted to say thank you if if you're part of that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for saying so. Um, Indivisible Chicago Alliance has led a great deal of uh, trips up to Wisconsin. I think we had Forty people in Milwaukee this weekend. Twenty-five in Racine the weekend before, maybe the other way around. I, I've been in both Racine and Milwaukee, knocking on doors in that horrible wind and rain this oh. weekend. But it was gratifying because people who support us are glad to see us, and people who are unsure are willing to listen, which is something we don't always find. Yeah, we're we're calling it uh, fibs for Wisconsin. Uh, by the way, Kirk, for some of the. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why? We always love we love our fibs in Manaqua. Uh, Manaqua is three it's about as north as you can get, but it's straight up the highway from Naperville. So, so we uh, half of the folks who live by our brewery uh, are, have homes from Illinois. So Mar- we we don't mind the fibs whatsoever. So Mar- Marge Fibs is the uh, is the is, is sort of the uh, sort of uh, friendly rivalry conversation nickname that uh, Wisconsinites use for us. So when we uh, advertise the work that you're doing in other organizations that are sending Illinoisans either by car or uh, calling and postcard writing, we're calling it Fibs for Wisconsin. Oh, so funny. <laughs> but, you know, you got me because one of my biggest discussions on the streets of Mil- uh, Milwaukee this weekend was a lady who said, I, I used to vote Democrat, but I- everybody lies. I don't need to vote anymore. Oh. She was an 85-year-old lady who I convinced. Yeah, people lie. Ron Johnson says gargle with mouthwash and you'll prevent COVID. Do you think that that's a lie that'll kill you? But we are telling you the truth about how to protect your freedoms. And by the time I was done, she's like, yeah, I have to vote. I get it. Um, and I think I got her. So that was not a fib. And <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, they, they, they call us worse things, but that's the that's when we'll go. That's the, been the longest Thank one you. I've known of known for a long Thank time. Uh, but but uh, so what do you when you call? I mean, like, how are you guys uh, creating your universe of calls? Is it like previously Democratic voters or uh, or is it sort of a combination of uh, this universe of, of voters or possible voters? Well, uh, first of all, I'll be clear, we take the list from Wisconsin Democrats or Michigan Democrats. I was just off, uh, just got off a phone bank trying to help Alyssa Slotkin in Michigan um, this afternoon. I've been on with both Wisconsin and Michigan today. Um, so they put the list together based on voting history, you know, and if you pull a ballot in primary, it gives us a clue. Um, but there are various ways they get. They're not always right. Sometimes you get somebody who isn't on your team. You thank them for the time and move on. Um, but mostly they try to whittle it down to likely voters. And by this time in the cycle, we hope not to be wasting too much time with angry voting red folks. <laughs> That's what I, was, I was just telling Kirk, I just I, I, I don't understand the mindset. And I'm sure that it's frustrating when you do get someone on the phone. Is it discouraging for some of your volunteers when they th- get someone that's contentious? Or what, what kind of advice do you give to those who are trying to inform and engage? Well, if they're not with us, take them off the list and nobody else has to knock on their door or call them. So we tell people you're cleaning the list and that's helping the whole campaign. So don't feel bad about that. I think I personally feel worse about the people who at this point can't decide. You know, it's like, what are you doing? You know, I don't, what what issues do you care about? Are there women in your lives who might want to decide when to have a family? Do you, I look at people with gray hair and say, do you have social security or Medicare? Do you want it to remain stable or people who are young and working you think you're earning money for your future. Well, Republicans are threatening to take it away. Or worse yet, vote on it every two to four years so that you can't count on it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that does matter. You know, so you get their attention if you can. Yep, I agree. Go ahead, Kirk. Oh, I mean, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, the people that I've been talking to, the ones organizing all these phone banks, you know, at the top, top levels of Wisconsin, they're like, this personal conversation is really the only way because 
so many people have gotten so discouraged by listening to negative attack ads for two months or even six months that they just don't want to think about it anymore. And it takes that that voice of reason, you know, other than an ad, to get them to understand how important it is. And so this work that you're doing is is vital, and it's, it really is the only way that that we can get uh, democracy back in America because attack ads are are really killing killing the spirit of a lot of us. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I will say that anyone who wants to join us tomorrow, we're running phone banks all day long. Go to IndivisibleChicago.com, and you'll find the options. We'll connect you to Wisconsin Dems, Michigan Dems, uh, Underwood voters, because Underwood and Caston Foster all need our help, too. But I'll say one other thing. If you're just not a phone banker, you're just not going to knock on doors you can triple your impact by getting two friends who may not feel as enthusiastic as you to commit to going to the polls. If you do the knock and drag with your, as we call it, with your own friends, you get two more people to the polls in one of these critical districts, you've tripled your impact. So don't think that whining on Facebook is the only thing you can do. And by the way, Kirk, one of the things that we should probably remind folks as well and really drive home <laughs> is the uh, the two Supreme Court races in Illinois in order to continue the protections and, and uh, the rights of women who have access to abortion care. And that we were making sure that people, if you see your uh, on your ballot, Mary Kay O'Brien or Elizabeth Rochford, vote yes on both of them. I mean, they won't both be on your ballot, but that's districts two and three. Marge, are you talking to folks about that, I'm guessing, as well? Yes, and in Michigan, they have two state Supreme Court seats also backing women. They run on nonpartisan in Michigan, but the Democrats are supporting two women uh, to the state Supreme Court, and it's critical um, in every state. In fact, uh, in 2020, as in the spring of 2020, when we were heading into the election year in the middle of COVID, we made calls in Wisconsin, helped elect a progressive to the state Supreme Court that ended up being a deciding vote when the election results were challenged that November. So those races are super critical. If you think the judges don't matter, um, you haven't been paying attention this past year. Yeah, it's a, and that's the thing is, is when you talk about people who are still undecided, I, 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 I'm so grateful that there are folks like you who are continuing to reach out and encourage them because, I, Kirk, I, I think that all three of us can't even imagine just like, oh, I'm not really sure. It's mind boggling to me. But the, yet they're, <laughs> there they are. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah, that people are can... too depressed and too turned off to vote. But I can't imagine anybody still being undecided at this point. Absolutely not. Yeah, you know, that one one person who I talked with at the doorstep in Milwaukee said, you know, the Democrats just didn't do anything. And I listed all the things that have been done, but they were done over the summaries. Yeah, for the first two years, they didn't do anything. Well, that was the Mansion Cinema um, debacle, and that cost us a lot of voter patience. But you just have to pick up from where you are. And I will say, Patty, we don't know how it's going to turn out tomorrow. We probably won't know until the end of the week or even longer how this election goes. But whatever happens, doing the work works. Yes. And we aren't stopping now. We've got another big election two years away, and we're going to keep working throughout the intervening years because you can't stop and start and expect to have an effective campaign. 
I agree. And I'm so grateful I brought you guys together. And I'm, I'm glad that Kirk asked if we could check in with you. Uh, Marge, one more time, where can people go to help out in this last final push to tomorrow's election? IndivisibleChicago.com. Click on our election 2022 button and it'll give you the whole list of things to do. Go get them, Marge. Thank you so much. And everybody, Indivisible Chicago. Again, we've been talking to the co-chair, Marge Halpern, and uh, Kirk Bankstead, the CEO mastermind behind Monaco Brewing Progressive Brew. Uh, Kirk, where should people go to find out more about uh, – I know that my page on the Patty Vasquez Show page. You can find out where you can pick up uh, your, your choice seltzers, your choice beers. But where should people go and find out more? So, um, you know, for our beer, obviously, you can go to our website. But for – uh, volunteering in Wisconsin and knocking on doors and, you know, hopping in a car and bringing some, some of your friends. Um, there is just go to the Wisconsin Democrats, the face, uh, you know, uh, website. And there's a, there's a place that there's a link that you can click where it says, get, you know, mobilized. And you just click that link and you'll be put in touch with a volunteer who can tell you exactly what to do. What's, what's most advantageous for Wisconsin uh, if you're if you're doing something from Illinois, it's, it's probably it's probably easier to just go to Indivisible Chicago and ask the phone bank phone bank in Wisconsin. I think that would probably be the easiest way to do it. But awesome, but you know what? The best, the most, the thing that's most important is that is if you do something, you can at least say that you didn't leave any stone unturned and you did the most you could to help save our democracy. And that's so you know just doing a, just doing a couple hours of some work tomorrow would be wonderful. Thank you both, and I'll talk to you both on the other side of this. And uh, I hope you get some rest at some point, Marge and Kirk. Uh, talk to you later. Have a great night. I've got to turn it over to Thanks. thank you. I've got to turn it over to Mike Crute and the Devil's Advocates. Thank you so much, Lady B. Have a good night, everybody.